What are some of the moves that could be coming down the pike? Well, they've been speculated about. We'll break down some of the possibilities. Plus, Islanders continue to shine at the World Juniors. We'll have the latest on that and a whole lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to get to on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, uh, a, a, a comment about something we've already discussed, or a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars. NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, any free agent signings, any trade rumors that are going on, anything. Islanders related between now and the start of training camp, we'll have you covered right here on Locked On Islanders. And if there is breaking news, make sure you check with us both on our Twitter account and uh, we'll get a special video up right away uh, and maybe a special podcast up right away to let you know all about it and break it down for you. So last week, Kevin Weeks of NHL Network uh, was among the many analysts and NHL insiders speculating about the Islanders making some moves, and it'll happen any day now. Well, here we are. It's now Monday, and we're still waiting for these moves to actually be announced if they are indeed going to happen. And the Lou Lamorello uh, cone of silence, as it were, uh, continues to hover over the New York Islanders organization. Now, Kevin Weeks talked about three or four possible moves that the Islanders could make. And when you break it down, obviously the Islanders have three restricted free agents out there who they need to re-sign. And the fact that nobody has even been rumored to be interested in signing these restricted free agents tells me that it is likely that these three players are among the moves that 
Kevin Weeks had in mind. The three players, defenseman Noah Dobson, defenseman Alexander Romanov, and then you have forward Kiefer Bellows. So that could be three of the moves right there to have Dobson, Romanov, and Bellows signing their tender offers with the Islanders and returning to the team no longer being restricted free agents. And the key to all three of those potential deals is how much money and how long a term. Obviously, with Dobson, he is still extremely young, and the Islanders have sort of a choice. Do you sign him to a two-, three-, four-year bridge deal? That might take away one year of potential unrestricted free agency, but not pay him quite as much? Or do you say, hey, we're ready to make a commitment. Noah Dobson is our puck-moving defenseman that we're going to build around. And we want him here not just for two or three years, but for five, six, seven years down the line. We'll pay him a little bit more and we will ensure that Noah Dobson remains a New York Islander and a cornerstone of this team. He's going to run our power play. He's going to be the guy who we want to, you know, be a top four guy on this team for years and years to come. Romanov is a little bit different situation because he's young also, but hasn't played for the Islanders yet. We know he is a a good hitter, a good skater, but he hasn't fully reached his potential. He hasn't had the breakthrough season just yet that we saw Noah Dobson have a year ago with the Islanders. So you want to wrap him up. You don't want to just sign him to a one-year deal and then have to deal with the cap ramifications of re-signing him again next year, but... At the same time, you don't want to overpay for a guy who may not yet be a proven commodity. So, Lou Lamorello has to sort of figure, what's the gamble here? Do I try to sign him for a few more years, hoping that by the time that contract reaches year two, three, and four, it's a team-friendly kind of a thing? Or do you play the wait-and-see game and say, all right, you're signing a one-year deal, Not a lot of money. If you do well, we'll revisit this next year. You already gave up a first-round draft pick to get Alexander Romanov. It makes no sense to sign him to just a one-year deal uh, unless you really think you can work out something better a year or two down the line and lock him up long-term because you gave up a lot to get this kid. That tells me that Lula Morello and the Islanders' scouting staff really believes that Romanov is at least a second-pair defenseman who they can build around going forward. So, we'll see. Kiefer Bellows is a slightly different situation. He has yet to consistently crack the Islanders' lineup, and, you know, look, we know Bellows is a bit of a power forward. They take a little bit longer to develop who, you know knows when that breakout is going to happen, if at all, for Kiefer Bellows. But you definitely want to keep him 
I could see signing Bellows to a one-year deal and revisiting his contract in a year, maybe a two- or three-year deal. But I don't think Bellows is going to want to go too far down the line uh, unless it's something really favorable where he gets a lot of security with a five-, six-, seven-year deal. I don't think the Islanders are ready to commit to that, but we'll see what happens with Bellows. The fourth move that uh, is possible, obviously, is Nazem Kadri. The catch being that that fourth potential move, signing free agent center Nazem Kadri, requires that the Islanders free up cap space elsewhere. And Lou Lamorello has talked time and time again during the offseason. Okay, a few times. Let's, let's not push it because Lou doesn't say a heck of a lot. But the few times that Lou Lamorello has addressed the media, he has mentioned that he feels this team, he needs to make a hockey trade. And I'll put that in air quotes for those of you on YouTube, you saw me do it. Those of you listening uh, on a traditional podcatcher, I put it in air quotes. He's going to make a hockey trade in order to improve this team. And everyone assumed we were either talking about the puck-moving defenseman, which they got in Romanov, and or a goal-scoring forward, preferably a winger. So if Kadri is the free agent signee, you need to make a hockey trade in order to uh, free up some cap space in order to sign Kadri and or whoever else the Islanders want to bring in and to also add Dobson, Bellows, and Romanov to the mix for new deals for this coming season. So who's heading out? Is it... Simeon Varlamov, we talked on Friday, show the Vegas Golden Knights now need a goalie. Is it Josh Bailey, who the Islanders would probably have to either pay part of his salary or sweeten the pot with a draft pick to get a team to take his $5 million a year salary off their hands? Or is it Anthony Bavillier, who they may not have to sweeten the pot, but when it comes to Bo. He's younger. He's a fast skater. Do you want to necessarily lose him at this stage, even though a change of scenery may be beneficial for both the player and the team? But maybe the Islanders figure a change of coach could be beneficial for Anthony Bavillier and that Lane Lambert's presence will make a difference. Lots of balls in the air. We will keep you posted as to what's happening about these alleged moves when and if they happen right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We will talk about the Islanders' four players in the World Junior Tournament. Two of them are tearing things up offensively. We'll break that down for you. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Are you ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. I'm going to introduce you now to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, like all Built Bars, They're covered in 100% real chocolate. It's got all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, and it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs have 
only 160 calories per bar, but they pack a whopping 15 grams of protein. And what's great about Built, all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, and it provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So, the Islanders, prospects at the World Juniors, well, a lot going on there. Atu Ratu has been tearing it up. He got his second goal of the tournament last Thursday night as Finland beat Chechia 4-3 to in a shootout. And uh, Ratu scoring to put Finland ahead in the third period by... Uh, a 3-2 score in that game. It ended up going to overtime after the Czech Republic or Czechia uh, tied it later in the third period. Ratu did have a shootout attempt but could not convert. And at this point, two goals, three assists. That's five points in two games. And guess what? He had five shots on goal and was on ice for 24 minutes and 12 seconds. Uh Willem Dafoe playing for Canada. They crushed Slovakia Thursday 11-1. to Two assists for Dufour as he continues to play well on Canada's third line. And uh, Mason McTavish, one of his line mates, had a six-point night, including four goals. Now, Etuliukas and Matthias Rajiniemi both made their debuts Thursday. Lucas had... A little more than nine minutes on ice and one shot on goal. Raji Niemi only playing a little less than two minutes, but still getting the job done. So that was uh, a good thing. Now, uh, we had a little bit more action on Saturday. Canada beating Chechia 5-1 to one for their third straight win. No points for Willem Dafoe in that game. But he did put three shots on goal and played almost 12 minutes for Team Canada. He still has a goal and four points total in three games in the World Juniors. So that was definitely a plus. And round-robin play uh, is going to wrap up on Monday when Canada faces Finland. So... All four Islanders prospects will be in that game. And it's a game Islander fans may want to keep an eye on. It's a 6 o'clock Eastern time start this evening. Uh, so if you could find a streaming service or TV service that has the game, you may want to check that out. I love, absolutely love watching the World Juniors. And the thing about it is, you know, all these prospects, they're highly regarded but you don't know two, three, five years from now if you would watch these games again, seeing some of these players who you may not be that familiar with their names now, but these guys are going to be the NHL, some of them at least, the NHL stars of tomorrow. And to have DeFore and Ratu getting this kind of experience against top flight competition in their age group 
very, very much a plus. And I'll even take it a step further because even guys who are not making headlines like Lucas and Rajaniemi, yeah, it's fine because they're out there on the ice against top competition. Maybe they're not making headlines, but they're gaining valuable experience and showing that they belong in a tournament of this magnitude. And that's the kind of thing you want to see. Now, after the round-robin round ends Monday, they'll start, you know, playing for single elimination. Uh, and, and that's going to be exciting to see who makes the uh, semifinals and the finals and who's going to win the tournament. But realistically, if you're an Islander fan, you're rooting for Canada and Finland to play as many games as possible to get these four prospects as much experience as possible because it only benefits the uh, Islanders organization. Even if they lose, the longer they go, the more they play, the better off things will be for these players. And uh, they they really do be, you know, they, be, they are able to take their game to the next level, and that is something you always want to see a developing prospect do. We have got more to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. A popular goalie who played for all three New York State teams is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and if it helps you at all, he was an Islander in 2009-2010. We've got that and some parting thoughts coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And today, Monday, is the 45th birthday of former Islanders goaltender Martin Biron. Biron, a native of Lac St. Charles, Quebec. Uh, 6'2", 186 pounds. Drafted first round, 16th overall by the Buffalo Sabres in 1995-96. Played three games for Buffalo the year he was drafted before heading back to juniors and became a full-time NHLer by 2000-2001. Played 72 games for Buffalo in 2001-2002. Moved on to the Flyers midway through 2006-2007 and became an Islander in 2009-2010. Played 29 games for the Isles, had a 3-2-7 goals against average, and an 8.96 save percentage. And then the following year, finished his uh, career by the next four seasons with the New York Rangers. So he played for Buffalo, the Islanders, and the Rangers, all three New York State-based NHL teams. And he also played for the Philadelphia Flyers. So, Martin Beran, uh, a very popular guy, easy to talk to, easy to interview, friendly with the fans, and, and sort of the kind of guy, he's now doing work in the broadcast booth for the Buffalo Sabres, that you just appreciate his insight and really like uh, what he brought to the locker room and, and on the ice as well. Beran uh, will go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander, Halloween night, October 31st, 2009, 8,889 fans on hand at the Coliseum to see Ryan Miller start the game in goal for Buffalo. And of course, 
for the Islanders, Martin Biran, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Islanders break the ice in the first period. Richard Park, an unassisted goal, his first of the year at 17-13, Isles up early by a 1-0 score. Then in the second period, Jeff Tambellini of the Islanders, his fourth of the year from Sean Bergenheim and Richard Park at 9-16, Isles up 2-0 at this point. Tambellini would strike again three minutes and four seconds later. His fifth, Doug Waite and Jack Hillen with the assist at 12-20. And then Josh Bailey makes it 4-0 Islanders. Bruno Gervais, the only helper on that one at 15-20. 4-0 Islanders after two. There was a fight in the second period as Tim Jackman of the Islanders dropped the gloves with Steve Montador of Buffalo uh, three minutes and four seconds into the period. In the third, the Islanders add to their lead. It's a power play situation with... Uh, an instigator penalty called against Craig Reve after he dropped the gloves with big Andy Sutton of the Islanders. Jeff Tambellini cashes in on the power play. He gets the hat trick. His sixth of the year, third of the game, Kyle Oposo and John Tavares with the assist at 1542. That made it 5 nothing Islanders, and that was the final score. Ryan Miller... Pulled after giving up the first three goals of this game. Patrick Laleem finished and gave up the last two. But for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Martin Beran, he has 38 saves in this game and earns his only shutout as a New York Islander. So great performance by Martin Beran in this one. And... The Islanders go on to beat the Buffalo Sabres at the Nassau Coliseum by a score of 5-0. And, of course, Jeff Tambellini, who gets the hat trick, the son of Steve Tambellini, who played for the Islanders in the 70s. Uh, so a nice little extra touch to that. But for Martin Beran, uh, Islanders outshot in this game uh, by a pretty substantial margin, uh, by a 38-30 to margin, but... 38 saves and 38 shots, earning Beran the shutout. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I know Islander fans are impatient of waiting. They want to have some news soon, but I will say this. It is more important to get the right news and good news and to see this team improve than it is for it to happen fast yeah, right now we're all kind of starved for news about this team. We're impatient. I'm with you. I'm impatient about it too. But at the same time, come October, come January, come March, the right move is more important than the fast move. And let's hope Lou Lamorello finds it. Whenever it comes, we will have it for you right here and break it down immediately on Locked on Islanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back Wednesday or sooner if there is breaking news. 
We'll have the latest on the four Islanders competing in the World Juniors and the latest trade rumors, signing news, and anything else happening about your New York Islanders. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.